Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this wonderful day. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for your presence. And thanks for, keep, thanks for working in our hearts, Lord. And we pray that you continue to keep working in our hearts today, Lord. Oh God, speak to us today. Prepare us for the things ahead of us, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Your word gives life to us, Lord. Holy Spirit, today we, we ask you that you move in our hearts, that you move in our thoughts, O oh God, and establish your truth. And we trust in you, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, let's read a couple of verses and then we start. It's from Ephesians. Chapter 4. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 4, verse... Verse 12, 13, 14. As we know, we are, we are all uh, learning about prevailing church. How can we become a prevailing church? What does it mean to be a church? And what does it mean to become, be a prevailing church? And what are some of the uh, aspects of prevailing church? And that's what we've been learning for last almost three, four months. And through different series, and uh, in fact, we defined a church. What's the meaning of what's the definition of the church? And also, uh, this prevailing church series have actually touched my life. It has changed me how I look at the church and how I perceive my spiritual journey. And today, I was asking the Lord. And today, uh, today we're going to learn about a different aspect, or one of the different aspect of prevailing church. Uh, and this is. We're going to learn today about prevailing church is a believing church. Prevailing church is a believing church. And for that, let's read from Acts, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 12. Verse 11. And he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to measure the stature of fullness of Christ, so that we may no, long, we may no longer be children tossed, by, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning or by crafts, craftiness in deceitful schemes. We know people call us as believers. That's what the primary name. In fact, in India, uh, that's, what that's what they used to call us. Oh, these are believers. These are believers. These are believers. 
I mean, in, 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 uh, in fact, uh, that means Christians, because they, it's very hard to say, pronounce Christian. So that's, what they, that's why they say, oh, these are believers, believers, believers. And then I started to think, what do we believe in? Why do they call us believers? Why are we believers? What's the, what made us uh, that they call us believers? Because our lives, our spiritual lives, in fact, our real life starts from be believing. That's the beginning of the uh, beginning of our new life. God so loved the world that he has given his only begotten son that whoever believes in him. And that's the beginning of our life. That's the beginning of our Christian journey. That's the beginning of our, our wonderful journey with the creator himself. And then it, it begins one simple step, and that is by putting our trust, that is by believing that we are sinners and that we need a savior, and that savior is God, he himself, he took the human form, and he emptied, he emptied himself, and he gave his life on the cross, and, and through his blood, through his sacrifice, now I have access to God, and that is the beginning of our journey. And that's why, that, that's why we are called believers. And not only that, if we start to understand, if we start to explore our life, every step we take, every step we walk, we walk by faith, not by sight. In fact, in fact that's what God wants us to do. That's how we enjoy God because, because we can't understand him with our senses. We can't understand him. We can't perceive what God has prepared. We, our heart cannot understand. Our ears cannot get it. Our eyes cannot see it. Our senses, our intellectual cannot understand, cannot even fathom what God has prepared for us. And the beginning of it is by faith, believing it. In fact, that's why, in fact, that's a primary step and, and we are, and that is so common, faith is so common in us. Oh, these people are faith-based people. Oh, they believe in faith and then, and this is what we all listen to about it. And then we all, every day, every Sunday, we talk about faith and, and we live by faith and we try to live by faith and we want to live by faith. And today I was asking the Lord and, and God spoke to me clearly a specific word about what prevailing church, what does prevailing church believe in? We know that we have to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, but, uh, but uh, at the same time I also believe that we don't end there, we don't stop there. We start to believing in everything as a people, as a person, as an individual person who journeys with the Lord. In everything, we start to exercise our faith. We, we exercise our faith for healing. We exercise our faith for his provision. We exercise our faith for his, uh, for his help. We exercise our faith for our existence and also for our journey with the Lord. We exercise our faith because he is the author and perfecter of our faith. But at the same time, if we, if we were to call to be a prevailing church, if we were to call to be a church that is prevailing, be a church that God wants us to live a, a certain life of, and, and we need to exercise this faith in a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He knows my voice, so. We need to start to exercise faith in a different dimension. And today that's what we're going to learn. Believing church, a church that believes and that taps, that taps God's nature 
in a way that, that never before, that no one has ever done before. We have read from Ephesians chapter 4 and then it's so, it is so clear, it is so important even for us to believe, even for us to walk by these two. And we walk by faith. Faith is the core important aspect of our journey with the Lord. And at the same time, knowledge of Christ. These two are very important. Faith and knowledge. Faith and knowledge. Faith and knowledge. But somehow this part of the world, they are so very, 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 very uh, entrusted, very, very excellent. They are very, very awesome in the knowledge of God. Ah, start, to exp start to understand what have you learned about God. What a truth you have brought us to the, to the kingdom of God. Amazing how, how, how because, because I come from different part of the world. I came here five years ago. Now I know both. So when I came here, it's like, wow, what an awesome place this is. Because truth, truth always sets me free. free. And that truth and that the knowledge of truth is so powerful. I was like, my goodness, I've never heard about God like this. Jacob had to come to me and then he, he challenged me. And that's the one challenge I failed for many days. He challenged me. He said, can you stop calling Jesus as, as Lord? Can you stop calling God as Lord and start calling Father for a few days? Because I've never called him as Father. It's like Father God, Father Lord. Even if I called Father, I would say Father Lord. Oh God, Father. As if it's a title. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much. <laughs> he challenged me that in India. And for me, oh my goodness, because we all say, oh God, oh Lord, amazing Lord. And the knowledge about God and the truths about God start to change my life and was like amazing. Wow, what a revelation that these people started to experience. But at the same time, there is one more aspect that is needed, and that is faith. The knowledge of Christ, if we start to live in the knowledge of Christ, and that truth is revealed by somebody else, and then we start to enjoy it, and then we are stuck within the framework or within the sphere of that knowledge about God. And whereas if we have faith, if we ex start to exercise faith, we unlock things, we open things about God. And God is so excited about it. It's like we, we start to experience him in like never before. I give you three examples and these three are my favorite examples. Maybe I might have shared many times to all of my friends by this time, but I really want to put them, put them back on here again. So the first example I really, 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 really love is... is Three, I, I really like these three, so I don't know which one is first. Let me start from mm, Old Testament. Rahab, because I've been reading about Rahab lately and amazing what God is teaching me. Rahab, we all know Rahab, it's from, uh, she, uh, uh, from uh, Joshua chapter 2. And the story of Rahab is she runs a prostitution house, she, uh, her house is a prostitution house. And then her house is, is on the wall, on the wall of the city, and that's the edge of the city. And then after the wall, there is no city at all because they, they secured the city with a wall. 
they could not kick her out of the city because there is no city after the walls. That's why they had to push her to the edge of the city. And then she was living at the edge of the, uh, on the edge of the wall. And then there comes two people, two men, two people from Israel, two spies from Israel. And then they stepped into her, ho her house. And Bible says she showed kindness and she welcomed. And then spies came to destroy the whole, whole city. She knew that they came to find out about what's happening in the city and then go back and then come with an army and then destroy everyone. But what Rahab did by faith in Hebrews, what Rahab did by faith is like she showed kindness and then she accepted them and then they both, she helped them to escape. She helped them to uh, uh, escape from that city because king came to know that two spies are in the country. So she helped them to uh, jump over the wall with a rope and then she helped them to uh, go away, escape and then they escaped and then they came back. And then before they were escaping, she asked them a promise. Could you please, when you come, when you come back, could you please save all my, could you please spare all my family, my mother, my father, my sister, my brothers, and their families, and their families, and their families. And the people, those people said, yes, we, whoever is in your house, we will spare their lives. The house of prostitution has turned into a house of protection because everyone else died in that, in that city except the people who ever are there in that house. And then by faith, and then I was thinking about it, I was praying about it, and what kind of faith is that? Because so far till that moment, so far till that moment in the history, people, everyone, even the Jews, they believed that God, God has a heart for the, for the people of Israel, Jews. They are their first chosen sons. They are their people of God, and no one cannot enter into that family of people of God and that was the that was the thinking of the people in in those days even the other people in the entire world the whoever whoever listening about whoever came to know about God of these slaves God of these Israelites they always thought that yes God chose them and we no longer belong to them we cannot enter into them but Rahab she has a faith she touched she tapped a new new different dimension of God that God, the God of slaves if he can save those slaves if he has a heart to save those slaves he has a heart big heart he's so big enough that he can include my family into them as well it happened in, even before they went into promised land even before they went into promised land, this family of Gentiles who people, even the Jews, like they never thought that other family can stay with them. But she opened a new dimension that God is a God of all people. Whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him. That is not only the old uh, New Testament words, that is also the the the. the the Old Testament words, like she believed, of course, she's, she comes from a different tough background. I don't want to use the prostitute, but, but this, it, she comes from a different tough background. But yet she tapped a new nature of God that, oh, this God accepts whoever believes in him. He's so loving. He's so kind. And I believe prevailing church is a church. That opens, that taps a new, 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 wonderful, awesome, awesome nature of God like no one has ever done before. That's what Centurion did. 
till then everyone believed in fact everyone lived everyone believed that for a healing to happen jesus had to come and then lay hands or say but this guy goes i'm not even worthy lord for you to come under my roof could you please say a word your word is enough for the first time ever he tapped into a new nature of god that ah he has so much power that his word can also heal and i believe prevailing church is a church that taps this kind of his awesome nature and he's like that's what god i i guess i guess that's why god is so so excited about our faith because it pleases him faith pleases him that's the only thing it pleases him because even 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 before he opens up himself because you know him because you understand him because you you want to live with him because you know what kind of heart he is and you try to explore and tap into super supernatural ability of god and mary i guess mary that's what she said it's like oh jesus there is no wine here could you do something and he goes yeah my time hasn't come yet where is the water bring me the water and now as a prevailing church i believe we have i believe that's the call that's the kind of excitement i have like lord if we were the prevailing church if you call us to be prevailing church and help us to tap into that new new nature of you lord new mercy of you so i pray that start to think about this we were so we we are so excited about knowledge because that's what humans are very excited about in fact that's what the adam and eve when uh, when eve she took a fruit and then she took the fruit of good and evil knowledge that's why humans are very excited they are very attracted towards towards the uh, towards the knowledge about the word of god that's why if someone is preaching a word of god that is so powerful or if someone is answering why suffering comes or how what happens after we if someone is answering a question we we see many people signed up for this one than that one because we want to know the answer we want to know the knowledge and that is important too i don't want to diminish the importance of that i the, i want to exalt it but at the same time we have to have we have to start to exercise our faith too now tell me when was the last time i have exercised faith and when was the last time i have learned something new about god i have something learned i have learned something new about god this time this morning but the last time i have exercised faith maybe when i asked something for from abel and that was long time ago abel knows it i pray that we start to we start to uh, uh, exercise faith as well we start to exercise faith as well and not in the way like i pray that we start to exercise faith like prevailing church does like to open things to tap into new things to 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 knock new things so that the god open his doors and that's what that's what we're going to learn today how we can do this how this works and and now i'm going to learn i'm going to uh, share a few stories from my life too because i don't know any other life as jacob says better than my life so the first one 
If you want to exercise faith in a new dimension, like a, how, like, like a prevailing church does, if you want to do that, first we have to consider our condition. Today I have prepared a good notes, so it's going to be C, 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 C. Derek, write it. So the first one, C, condition. Yeah, condition. Condition. I think, yes, our conditions, sometimes the conditions we go in are very tough. And I praise God for that. Because when the conditions are very tough, and his mercy, his grace is so, 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 so abundant. When conditions, when we, as, as, Start looking condition as an opportunity for God to release his supernatural ability. I don't care even the condition is a result of my mess or it's a result of the mess of the world or it's a result of mess of someone else or it's a result of my weakness. But every condition, if you stand still and then start looking at the condition and then start by faith, by faith, if you can see, Lord, this is the condition that I am living in. This is the condition that now I, I have come to. This is the condition that I am somehow pushed into. Or this is the condition that the people somehow, they pushed me. Somehow they arranged me. Somehow, somehow they did to me and now I am here, Lord. Now what you're going to do? Have your power. Have your supernatural ability have your grace have your mercy gonna be real in this condition Lord start thinking condition as an opportunity where God would launch his supernatural ability in your life otherwise we cannot deal with it that's what the faith is that's what the faith is Faith is, faith is, is, uh, that's what, that's when faith operates. Because our faith is not in our ability. Our faith is not in our understanding of things. Our faith in, is not in our intellectual power. Or our faith is in not in the past experience that we have gathered all these years. But our faith is in God who can do without any doubt. Every condition, every condition, if you, if you start to look at the condition, there is a way, there is a door that is, there, that is closed or there is a door that is closed and God is waiting to open that door so that you can experience his supernatural power of God. May, be, it, be it a physical uh, healing that you're praying or financial or your son or your daughter or your family or for the church or for your ministry or for anything. But every condition that is not in your hands that is going out of your ability if you stop and stand still pause a second and then start looking at it and then and ask holy spirit holy spirit what do you want to do what is your will out of this you will start to experience his supernatural power of god and that's why that's why joseph Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph, that's why, one of my favorite verses actually, uh, I mean, all verses are my favorite. So, uh, Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. Why am I going to Exodus? 
Yeah, Joseph, after, after meeting his friends at the end of the story, in the climax, before they put the end story, end, end card for this wonderful story, he says, as for you, oh my brothers, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it out about that many people should be kept alive. Genesis 50, 20. Every condition that might, if, if, if we want to handle it by on, our, on our own, we might get evil from our, out of it or we might experience evil from our, out of it. But if we pause a second and then start to see, Lord, what is your will? What, do you, what can you do? Or give me faith that can tap, Lord, that can knock a supernatural ability of you that can be evident. Whatever the situation is. Whatever the situation is, start thinking in those terms. Lord, this is the condition that I am in, but, but the, the evil meant it for bad, but you meant it for good. He can bring anything out of, he can, that's what uh, Derek and then Jane and then they said, it's like he, he brings beauty out of ashes. They burnt it completely down and now there is, no, there is no solidity in that ash, but yet he can bring beauty out of that ash. Start looking at condition, every condition, every condition, every condition. May the Holy Spirit, may we, may we pause for a second and ask Holy Spirit, Lord, this is the condition that I am in. May you open, may you help me to, 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 to live by faith. Because you have always these two options, right? And the knowledge of God and then faith. And then sometimes we go by knowledge of God because we know this is the God, this is the heart of God, and that this is what he wants, and then we go by it. On the other hand, there is also faith, Lord. So may the Holy Spirit lead us. That's why hearing is very important in knocking the heart of God. What do you mean by tapping? What do you mean by knocking? So now I'm skipping five C's, Derek, and then now I'm going to the next category. Let's read Luke chapter 4. No, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And this is, we all know it. And it's also from Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I tell you, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. If we start to see this one, this one, Ask, you will receive it. Who do we ask? We ask the person. And in fact, Jesus Christ goes on and then at the end of the passage, he says, the best person you can ask is the Holy Spirit. Ask Holy Spirit. He, God will give you Holy Spirit. We ask the person whom we know. 
That's why we go to God and ask him. That's what the prayer, that's why we go and ask him. We pray to him. We ask him for suggestion. We ask him for help. We ask him. We start to ask him, Lord, can you do this? Please, Lord. Oh, Lord, this is what it is. This is what it is. We ask him and then God says, if you ask me, you will receive it. But at the same time, the second one, seek. You don't seek what you don't know. You seek what you want. You seek you seek something that you don't have, but you know what you're seeking. And then that's what that's that's another level of level of relationship with God, where you start to seek His will, where you start to seek His His plan, where you start to seek His kingdom, because you know what kingdom means. You know God has a plan. You know God's heart. You know that God wants to do things for you. You know God loves you. You know you are the best loved child, the most loved child of God. You know, and then you start to seek Him. That's why in worship we start to seek His face. We start to seek His heart in. Conditions, we start to seek him in conditions when we are in a condition we always have three these three choices based on our condition sometimes we ask him sometimes we seek him because we know what God wants and how God works and what how how his heart is we start to seek him but there is a new new another level of level of reacting when you're in a condition that is knocking when you knock, God said, when you knock, the door will be open to you. And you're knocking the door that is closed and you don't know what is behind the door. And that's what God wants us to do. The prevailing church, they go and they knock door. That's what Rahab did. Rahab, she knew that the whole country, whole city is, is melting with fear. But she knew that God's heart and she knew that this God, the God of slaves, the God of Israelites who helped them to walk through the dry, uh, dry land through the Red Sea. She knew that God's heart and then she started to knock that no one has ever opened. That God has never opened before because no one has knocked it. And in your condition, you have always these three choices. You can ask God. You can go and seek his plan. Or you can knock something that was never opened. And I pray Holy Spirit gives us this boldness. This courage, this relationship. This stand with God. Where you go, Lord, I want to knock it. I want to knock. Could you please open it? I want to see what's behind it. And the knocking comes from these three, the previous two. You start to ask God first, and then you start to know his heart, and then you start to seek him because you know what God wants. You know what's his nature. You know what's his character. And then start knocking that has never you have never heard before. And then that opens up and then people start to walk in it. And the prevailing church, and that's what in fact, when, when Jesus said, talk, when Jesus told Peter that the, about the prevailing church, that upon you I will build a church and the, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. And then he said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. You unlock, whatever you unlock, that will be open. Whatever you lock, that will be closed. And God has given us the key to knock him. And the knock comes, the, no, the beginning of the knocking is a faith. So in your condition, start exploring, start walking by faith. And then experience what God has behind the store. Amen. Hallelujah.
Okay, next one. Next C. Yeah, like in India. Where is my phone? Okay, so the next C. From condition, the next C for us to for us to um, tap into supernatural ability of God that no one has ever done. The second one is connection. Connection. Connection with God. Connection with God. This is the this is the important important aspect that we need to constantly, continuously make sure that we are always connected to God. Yes, God is always in us, but make sure we turn to God always, all the time. Always, all the time. In fact, one of the truth, as I said, in Canada, one of the, one of the greatest truth I have learned, awesome truth I have learned is, our God is a chair-facing God. He's always in front of you. He's always in front of you. He's always facing his uh, face um, uh, to your face. He's always there. He's always. And then now I, 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 I make sure that I connect to him all the time. Because that is where our seven essentials of life come from. Connection is very important in order to tap into the supernatural ability of God. You, that, that, that's the... The enemy, enemy can trick us saying that's the only thing that enemy can do is because we are established in Christ and we cannot turn away from God. We cannot run away from God and we know that God is terrifying and I, have, I know that this is the truth. And then what enemy can trick me is he can disconnect the connection. He can say that, he can tell me, Jeevan, no, because of this, because of the things that you have done, no, you cannot access him. You don't have access to him. And that's what the enemy can trick me. But we have to overcome that, that false statement because the enemy is the, is the father of lies. He's a liar. We have to overcome it and then make sure that, yes, Lord, I'm connected to you. And now help me. Oh, this is the condition. Help me. How can I knock? Help me. How can I seek? Help me. How can I ask, Lord? Help me. Help me. Help me. So that is the constant help, constant help that we need to download from him. That's the connection. Connection is the most important aspect of our Christian faith. And that's why Jacob always, always asserts us that first things should be first. Because first things, when you get the first things first, then you get the second thing. You get the third thing. Because your connection is right. Because you're connected to the right father. You're connected to the right heart of God. You're connected to, you're connected to, to, our, God in, uh, to our God every day. Because you're connected, now everything flows out of it. Connection is the most important thing in order to tap into the supernatural ability of God. And the church helps us. And the body helps us. And you might say to me that, oh, I am I'm, I'm son of God. I've been, I've been living this Christian life for 10 years or 15 years. Uh, you, we might say that. But there are situations we go through. Sometimes the toughest situations that you can ever imagine. In those times as well. May the Holy Spirit be real. May his presence be real to us. And may we not lose connection and have faith. Because, I, because we no longer live by sight. We no longer live by senses. We no longer live by our ability of thinking we no longer live by our ability of understanding but we live by faith step by step 
And may the Holy Spirit help us that we are always connected to him because that is where our strength comes from. The third one. Covenant. Covenant. The promises. The covenant. The promises that God gives you. The prophecy. The words that were spoken unto you. The words that were given to you. The words that God spoke to you when you're reading, your, when you're talking to him. The words that God has, God has inscribed in your heart that this is what it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. The words, the covenant, they help us. They always help us to not to, 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 to always to tap into the supernatural ability of God. When I, when I accepted Christ, when I was 14 years old, when I accepted Christ, first verse that God has given me is from, from Haggai. It's like, I will bless you. From today onwards, I will bless you. And that is the promise. And every time when I'm, when I'm not in the, in the reality of that promise, I immediately look at the covenant. Lord, this is, that's the promise you have given to me, but this is not the reality of it. But now I pray, Lord, what is the way? Where should I knock? What should I seek? I know that that is my promise. I know Know that that is your that is your that, that is the promise and that is where you want me you want me to lead and help me. Your covenant, the promise that God has given to you, the covenant that God has made to you, it will never be broken because He is the one who is doing it. And if you and I are aware of that and then see the reality and then, oh my goodness, now Lord, that is my reality. Now I'm walking there. Help me. And that happens by faith and knowledge of the Christ. If we have knowledge, if we are only stuck with the knowledge of Christ and we, we, we won't be able to take another step because we don't know. Knowledge of Christ, knowledge always wants us to know what the next step is. Whereas faith always on, wants us to depend, lean on, completely abandon ourselves, completely, uh, completely disconnect from, this, from the thinking of the world and completely lean on to him. And he's there always to catch us. And he's there to, to help us to walk. Covenant. Remember the covenant. In fact, the best thing I was, I was the, the word of God. Imagine, imagine Joshua, when Joshua, when he came, when he crossed the Jordan, when he crossed the Jordan, Joshua, for the first time ever, he builds an altar. Before Moses built altar many times, but God spoke to him how to build an altar. But whereas when Joshua came to a new, new era, new step after crossing the Jordan, and now Joshua, Bible says, Joshua built a, an altar for God exactly how it is written by Moses. I was like, wow, he has a clear instructions now to do it. And now God has given us his covenant. And that's the word of God. Imagine word of God was written for us. And we are still carrying it. And what a privilege it is. And I would, I, would, I, would, I would recommend to go and go through the covenant. Go through the promises that God has given to you. And every promise has a life in it. Because he is the one who gave that promise. It leads us, it, 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 it gives us new hope to our, to, to our journey. And that is what the faith is. There is always a hope and there is always certainty that God will do it. And hope rises from the stories that we listen, from the promises that God has written for us. 
go 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 after it and the last one not last one i always say last one but fourth one confession 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 when you know your condition and when you when we are connected to connected with father and when you remember our covenant then the next thing we need to do is confess confess speak word confess it open our mouth and then say out loud and then say to god oh lord this is what you have promised and this is my condition and now this is what i believe in you confession especially especially when you're praying for the, for your family not for your personal life alone but when you if you're praying for your family or if you're praying for your church or if you're praying for your city or if you're praying for someone else or if you're praying for the country that you're living in then this is the most important process of enjoying God's favor enjoying the work of supernatural power of God confession say out loud what what you believe in that situation when you open your mouth and when you confess it in fact we know that peter peter that's what he did he confessed with his mouth jesus christ knows his heart and then certain point what do you think of me what do you say of me and then peter confessed and then this centurion he knows his condition and he knows what jesus christ can do and he he was following christ and then he knows that he's on his way and he confessed that jesus you don't have to come say a word this this woman rehab she can easily she can easily she could easily escape with them and then secure her own life but she did not do it she waited there with faith she said you guys go when you come could you please spare my family confession and and that's why that's why it's very important to speak out loud in fact in fact recently i guess recently when jane was doing some anger management course it was not anger management course something i don't uh, some course and, and 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 jacob asked a few questions and don asked a few questions and i asked a few questions i mean someone asked a few questions on my name so then i, I was i went home and then was just uh, research uh, just googling some words because i don't know some of the words uh, that were uh, talked on that and then i came to know that our belief system our, our covenant what we believe on the covenant this goes da deep down into our subconscious subconsciousness and that's why we act certain way because your covenant the right covenant the right belief the right trust the right belief about god the right knowledge about god when you have that truth goes and stays in your subconsciousness and when the situation comes and and when you open your mouth when you allow holy spirit to help you then the words the right confession comes out of your mouth and when the right confession comes out of your mouth that's when things start to come into existence 
So confession is the most important thing. That's why church encourages to talk. Church encourages to come and then say words. Of course the condition was different. But that is not my reality. My reality is the promise that God has given to me. Because that is where I am walking. I am not dead yet. I am still walking. I am on my journey to my, to my promise that God has given to me. Confession is the most important thing. That's why in Old Testament, in, in Deuteronomy 20 and then Matthew 8, and then God always says, open your mouth. I have put life and death in front of you. I have put life and death on your tongue. Whatever you say, that will happen. Whatever you bind, that will be bound. It's like God has given us this freedom, this freedom to speak, to confess, so that we can knock the supernatural ability of God like never before. I want to experience that in my life every day. And the last one. This is the last one, for sure. Continuity. Is that the way you say? Continuity. Oh, ka. Continue, continue, continuity. Yeah, thank you. Continuity is the most important thing. Keep, check, keep, keep checking. We have, to, we have to keep checking our lives and then, and then make sure that, make sure that we, we, are on, we are on the line of continuity. Because the life, life makes us feel so comfortable that we don't even know sometimes the, we are in the boiling water. The culture, the situations that we are in, sometimes we don't even know that we are at the edge of it. That's why continuity is, most, is very important. That's why seeking God and asking Him to, that's why hearing is so important because every hear, every situation, every, every condition, every condition, Lord, is this condition, what do you want me to do? What, what are you opening it through me? What are you opening through it for my kids? What are you opening through it for my church? What are you opening through it, uh, through it for my city, for my nation, for my country, for the ministry, for the lives that you have entrusted, for my personal life? It's a continuous continuity. It's a continuous asking Him, continuous, continuous, uh, continuous asking him where where God Holy Spirit helps us to trust in him and when we start to walk act on faith then we start to tap into supernatural ability but if you don't use faith and if we if you are on the knowledge of God then we start to experience his goodness and, and mercies be unto you as you believe be unto you as you believe be unto you as you believe that's what that's what God wants us as a prevailing church. And some of the things, I just I, I want to close by mentioning a few things that as a church, what we need to believe for, what we can believe. I'm just, uh, it's an open-ended uh, list, so you can add these things. As a church, as a prevailing church, now what we need to believe for as a church, because you have personal faith, you have, you have your individual belief, your individual personal life that you're believing in, then you're exercising your faith. But at the same time, when God has called in Ephesians chapter 4, it's like a unity of faith. That's why God has given the, these gifts to apostles, teachings, and um, uh, teach, uh, uh, apostles, teaching, and then leaders and elders. He has given them the gifts so that the unity of faith can come. 
come 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 into an order the unity of faith the church together when church together believes one thing and then prays for it that's the most powerful thing you can ever witness on this earth as together as a body as together as a body that's why when we send jacob to different places that's why we come together and then pray together and then seek god okay lord what do you want to say to him how can we send him what is the what is your plan what do you want to say and that's what happened when sue came and then she shared all the stories when she was going we prayed for her as a church and we believed that god is sending her and then we spoke to her and then she started to she started to act on it and then we have seen the results there's so much power when church comes together the unity of faith comes together and praise for stuff not because god not because oh you don't have power but because you are connected to the body you have a sense of togetherness sense of body of course i don't like when derek uh, is next to me i mean i like of course i might have some problems with him i don't have any problems with him but yet <laughs> but yet that's a body together we come together with the one heart because one god one faith one spirit that is working in all of us and i pray that as a church we start to pray for some of the things that are that that i'm really looking forward to is is the first one the church needs to tap into things in the way uh, in the order of restoration restoring things restoration 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 when church that's in, in fact when jesus christ gave the promise to the church that is the most important thing it's like restoration nothing can stand against you because that was the before that was the previous image that was the previous reality of it restoration the church needs to pray for his kingdom as we are praying and then tap into supernatural ability of god lord i'm going to meet this friend lord tomorrow i'm going to have coffee with him help me lord i know what you can do i know i i i know little bit about you what you can do what your heart but help me to tap into the supernatural ability of you where where your power be real to him real to my friend and then may your will be done may your kingdom be established and then god is always pleased with faith always pleased with faith there is no limit where you can trust god always pleased with faith restoration of things restoration restoration of lives restoration of health restoration of the things that we were that were lost in the garden of eden Christ has Christ has already restored on the cross he has already finished on the cross he, on the cross his story was not finished but all the things that were entrusted to him were finished on the cross and now as a church we need to we need to tap into that area of restoration lord i'm going as a church we pray and help us lord so that your restoration act can can manifest the second one acts chapter 4 was 29 30 in fact paul encouraged all the church the the initial church not the paul sorry the initial church they were they all together they prayed for boldness to speak the word continually that's the second thing we need to pray as a church we need to tap into the boldness of god the boldness of the boldness to speak the boldness to speak his word because when we speak in fact in fact act chapter act chapter 4 was 29 30 if you read couple of verses before and after those statements you can see that you can see that when the church began to speak boldly the signs and wonders have followed 
of course we are not after signs and wonders but we are after the word that delivers people we are after the word that does that that sets lives free and then as a church we need to pray for boldness boldness to speak the word wherever we are and and because the condition might be different but the power of god is so 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 evident i think i'll stop here i i when 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 god started to speak to me like my spirit was jumping deep inside because I, I have always thought that my journey, my journey is, is limited by the, by the knowledge of him. But at the same time, if I, want, if I start to experience, if I start to exercise his faith, ha, I will know new things about God. I will, know, I will learn new things and that knowledge will be increasing. And then it's always dependent, it's always interdependent, the knowledge of God and faith, and faith increases our knowledge of God and our knowledge of God helps us to walk in it. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's ask God whatever the condition might be, whatever the condition might be and then you are connected to him and then remember your covenant and then confess his will, confess his plan and make sure that we are doing this continually. And I pray, I have faith for the city, I have faith for, the, for, the, for, the, for my family. And I pray because this faith is given by God. Let's pray, let's, 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 let's ask God. Father, we thank you, Father. We give glory to you, Lord. Because you always want us to please you. And you have given this gift of faith, Lord. Help us to exercise. You have given each one of us the gift of faith. That's why, Lord, we are able to acknowledge you, who you are. And now, Lord, we want to live by faith. We want to live we just don't want to exercise one or two times a day. But we want to live by faith. I want to live by faith. I want to live by faith, Lord. My condition might be different. My situation might be different. My energy levels might be different, Lord. But yet I believe in your covenant, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Father. Ask church, ask God.